Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back. We are back. Zach, we're back. We are. Two times in a row. This is a record. We're going to keep it going. Weekly. Yes, we're going to keep it going. Two in a row. Let's go. Welcome back to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm here with Zach Henson. And we are also here with who we hope will be a regular host with us. We'll see, right? Matt Collins, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Um, Always glad to be in a room where Ross Garrison is not. (laughs) That's right. We are live from my office at College Side, which will be our, I guess, our studio, right? Right. We're at the CMB Fantasy Football League studio. I like that. Right. And get a sign or something like that. And Matt Collins' office is across the hall, which makes it easy for you to to come over here and join us. Yeah. right. You know who's not welcome here? John Nichols. He's also across (laughs) the hall. He's also across the hall. John's not aware that football's happening. Yeah, he has no idea. It's okay. Anyways. John doesn't even know we're recording a podcast right now. So... But uh, we are excited to be back. We have uh, several things to talk about today. We've got a call of the week. And uh, again, just like we said last week, we're going to try to keep these podcasts around 30 minutes. And I definitely want to keep around 30 minutes today because there's no AC in here. So yes, yeah, the air conditioner is out in the office. On the hottest day of the year. Yes, and, and I'm already sweating. But we are still here bringing the podcast to you guys. That's right. Dedication. Yeah. Yep. Two in a row. And uh, speaking of... Um, we're excited about being here for the podcast, but we're also excited for the new East Coast Wombat that made its appearance this week. Yes, Ross and Lacey Garrison had their baby boy on Sunday, and his name is Griff Warren Garrison, coming in at nine pounds, one ounce. So congratulations to them. Congratulations, Ross. Matt, are you capable of congratulating Ross? I'm sorry, Griff, about your absentee father. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Congrats I'm already getting roasted. Ross I like it. Garrison. I like it. And yeah. Uncle Reed. And Uncle Reed, yeah. Uncle Big ups Reed. to Reed. You're going to have to fill in some shoes here. Oh, man. Step in for your brother. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The NFL announced this week that they are going to start cracking down on taunting. Um, the referees have been given explicit instructions to crack down on taunting. We are encouraging taunting, apparently, in the CMB Fantasy Football League. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a few things to talk about before we jump into our call of the week. The first one, we just want to bring up the draft again, uh, keep it in our focus because it's coming up quick. So, Zach, you want to give us some information about the draft? Yes, uh, September 3rd coming up, and we are opening the doors, like we said last week, at 530. And then we want to start the draft by 630. And if you guys want to see James and Blake get the ice bucket, we want you guys to be there by 6 if possible, but doors are opening at 5.30. So what's going to happen between 6 and 6.30? Food. <laughs> Food will Food. happen. Yeah. Will we announce the winners? Will yeah. we give the awards? We'll do everything between 6 and 6.30. Yeah. And the draft clock will yeah. begin. We want to start at 6.30 so we can get out of there. <laughs> 6.30. Yeah. So, yep. So get there early, pick a spot. And we'll be ready to go. And we have been discussing whether we're going to have the draft in teen side or in the gym. Right. And um, it's still a little up in the air. What are y'all's thoughts? Teen side or the gym? What are we going to do? Um, I'm up for I'm up for either one of them. Uh, teen side would be nice to go back to the old spot, which it has changed a little bit, right, Matt? The, the yeah, we flipped it around. Um, so if you remember where we used to draft. Um, there was a game room and then like a, a classroom setting. 
where we drafted before. Um, we have flipped those two things. So this year the draft would be in the old game room if we're in teen side, which is what I would prefer. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, so there's two TVs in there on each side of the the wall there. And, and we'll just have the draft board on the TVs. Right, right. Yeah, right. They yeah. have the kitchen and everything for the food and all that. And, um, but and yeah. I, I love using the gym. I love the big screen in the gym. The worst part about the gym is the echo. Yeah, and you can't you can't hear and not being able to hear. Yeah, you know, across the room, I can't under, you know hear anybody talk or anything. So yeah, I would rather that. be able to hear each other. My my preference is teen side, but I will bow to the commissioner. <laughs> so which is not me. So Zach, where are we having the drink? right? Yeah, I guess uh, we'll we will uh, discuss and figure that out. I have no idea. Probably teen side. Probably teen side. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the one one announcement I would like to make is that I would like Jordan I want us in to film one of his videos outside the building on draft day and post it online. I like it. Yeah, we definitely you know need what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bring that's it back. It's a classic. Bring it back, Jordan. I want us yep. in. Bring it back. Good idea. So draft will be September third at Teenside. At Teenside. So you can park on that side of the building. Yep. Rice Time Bistro. Park over there. Yeah. There will not be Rice Time Bistro at the draft. Yes. But there may be some Jordan Pace cooking at the yes. draft. Yes. He did respond last week. Yes, he did send us a text. He, he may bring us something. Yeah. Jordan so, is a competition barbecuer now. That's what he left the podcast to do, is to go cook. So he's probably somewhere cooking right now. I hope he wins something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So Bring the award. We uh, I cannot confirm... Um, but I do think if we uh, play it right, we could enjoy some nookies. Ooh. Maybe on September the 3rd. That's a good um, point, you know, Courtney. So, yeah. yeah. Courtney Norton, a fellow member of the West Coast Wombats, is a professional cookie maker. I like that. And, um, and biscuit maker. And biscuit and maker. And cobbler maker. And cobbler maker. I didn't so, know about the biscuit thing. Oh, yeah. dude. I need that. They're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I need no- some biscuits. Nookies, cookies, look them up on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yep. Order. They- are they sponsors for this podcast? Uh, they send some cookies. Yeah, we, they can be. Yeah, yeah, they can be. Yeah, they can be yeah. for sure. No financial compensation, just Zero. cookies, right. yes. biscuits, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, biscuits. We will we will test the biscuits on the podcast. We will. That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do it. Let's do that. Yeah, man. All right. Um, next thing I want to talk about really quick uh, before we get to our call of the week is. Um, just to kind of get my mind familiar with it again because I'm really terrible at it. But let's talk really quick about fab strategy. The first thing I want to ask is, do you know what fab means, Zach? Wow, goodness, I don't know. Free agency acquisition bucks. Okay, Matt Collins. That right. That would that outside of acquisition, all the other words I would have guessed: free agency and then something bucks. So acquisition sounds great to me. It is actually free agent acquisition budget. Budget. That is fab. So our knowledge of what fab means is about um, how much knowledge I have and how to handle fab every year. So Zach, can you give us uh, one tip on how to handle the fab budget this year? Um, I don't know if I'm really that guy for that. Um, Does Brian handle all of your fab bucks? No, we definitely text back and forth and decide how much... Uh, we want to spend, but um, I think we were one of the first to zero last year. So, yeah, we we burned through it. Unlike some other people in the league who I don't think understand how it works, we might need to do a 
a PowerPoint presentation maybe for these guys. Collins, do you or Courtney handle your fab budget? Courtney and I go back and forth. We text back and forth all week about what we're going to do. Um, and uh, both of us make those decisions. I don't feel like we've done an incredible job. Uh, obviously, we haven't won. Last year, we got we did fairly well at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but we've never uh, we've never unloaded the way that um, maybe James will. Um, <laughs> James will either spend everything quick or spend nothing. Yeah, right. So it's hard to navigate those waters. I don't I don't know. But Courtney and I just text back and forth and we figure it out week to week. It's a love hate relationship with Fab. Yeah. yeah. James and Blake spent every Fab buck last year and got the ice bucket. Yeah, but they probably spent it on two people. Right. Yeah. You know, like they probably Certainly. just threw it down on you know somebody random. Collaboration is nice, guys. I like to hear that you guys go back and forth. When John Nichols was my partner, I definitely handled the fab budget, yeah. the draft strategy, the draft, the um, everything lineup every week. Right? He was. The, yeah. He did do the pick'em. He did. Do I don't even believe that, honestly. But yeah. that is that is truth. That is yeah. truth. I what would, a guy. I would not lie on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of somebody who uh, definitely probably handles his fab budget well. Yes. And is probably the most prepared. I don't know. Jake might be the most prepared, but it would be close. It's Yeah, it's very close between Jake and, and this guy right here. Yep. So uh, this is our segue to our call of the week with Jeff Goff. It's time for the call of the week. All right. We are joined by Jeff Gall of the Tecmo Power Runners. Jeff, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you, Rick? Doing well. Uh, so tell us, give us a little insight here as to when you are when you got your first fantasy football magazine. Oh, uh, talking about this year? Yeah, this year. I usually put in a safe search on eBay somewhere around around the middle of May because after the draft, you know, it takes them about a month to get all their information uh, put into the. Yeah, you know, I've got what they want except for the rookie rookie information. So um, I usually check that two or three times a day wow. until the first one pops up. And most most years, that's the best that in time before they available on the new stands or books in the or Walmart. And I end up usually giving giving that one to my nephew on Father's Day as a tradition. And then I'll go buy another one, a different one, you know, to get the information. But sometimes in the first one. In the country, you get that one, and sometimes somebody will beat me to it. But that person who sells and probably works for the company usually puts about 10 or 20 up, so. So. That's a big moment. Wow. Every year. Yeah, so uh, so eBay is the first place to get a fantasy football magazine. As far as I know, yeah. They, they, unless you work for one of the companies that make them, but as far as purchasing one, I think that's the quickest way to get it. Yeah, so, and then you said you give one to your, nep- your nephew, is that right? Yeah, yeah, every year on Father's Day, it's tradition. Awesome. What uh, do you mind telling us which brand magazine, or is that uh, giving away too much info? It's, it's usually one of three. We'll we'll put theirs out first, and uh, it doesn't matter. I won't wait for a particular brand. And my second purchase, I might be a little more picky. Right. After I've read the first one. Gotcha. Does Rob get a magazine at all, or do you let him look it over, yeah. or? How does that yeah, go? You'll see it for the first time on draft night. Over there <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us when it when it was time for you guys to pick uh, during the draft. Um, 
Did you have any strategy in mind going into the pre-draft meeting? Were you happy with where you guys ended up? Yeah, last year we had pick 14, which normally on, on most years I'm happy at the end. Um, this year we thought we'd go for something around the middle. Uh, you have to wait a long time between picks. Yeah. And, you know, your draft spot really only matters for the first four rounds or so, and then, you know, you can get who you want after that pretty easily. But, yeah, we, we wanted number seven. I think Kevin reached up and got that one before us. So we, had, we were looking at five or eight, and I thought, well, just go ahead and take five. That way you get a better chance who you won the first round. Yeah. Best chance to make that kind of player. So what what exactly was going on with you guys? I know you barely got into the pre-draft meeting that night. Were you guys having some technical difficulties? Yeah, it was just a, about the Zoom login. It was kind of, I think the phone was, had enough charge and, you know, we had the right app. Um, but it just, it just wasn't happening. I don't have the, that, that analog on my phone, so I thought, well, if, it, if we were the last one, Zach would probably be texting or calling. So. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. So take us back to the draft last year. Uh, I remember you guys picking a lot of backup running backs and stuff like that, and everybody was confused as to what your strategy was. You guys ended up with one of the best draft picks of all time, getting James Robinson. Was that with your very last pick? It was the last round, yeah. That's incredible. James Robinson with the last we took pick. We number one overall, and you know, we don't really value our RB2 all that highly because it seems like most years we're just you know on the waiver wire waiting for an injury to happen to, to fill that spot because you know you're going to get 10 points from a fourth round running back and you can get 10 points sometimes for for a guy off the waiver wire in the right situation so we waited to around 12 or 13 to get our second running back and at some point I remember Jake turned around and looking at us like um, are, are you aware that you haven't drafted another running back Hey, Jeff, Matt Collins here. I got a question for you. If you had to guess out of the league which team had the best all-time winning percentage, who would you guess it was? All-time winning percentage? Yeah. Wow. Um, well, you know, there are some that, that are new teams. You know, we have to go with the OGs. Um, you know, Greg's got a good track record and Jake, but, I mean, you, you can't say anything that they there was a year or two that I wasn't in it to start with, but I think Rob has probably been in it from the beginning. Yeah, I think um, he has. So, yeah, you, you can't make a section F. Jeff, according to, to your fantasy profile, all right, you have a 65.6% win percentage, making you the highest in the league. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's a great feeling, Matt. I think I'm set for the day now. <laughs> How about that? Congratulations on defeating H&F. More importantly... I'm defeating East Coast Wombats. I know you're excited about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it trickles down. You know, when you guys uh, have your battles, everybody else, you know, feels a little bit the same. Um, and they find that victory. Jeff, uh, if this year with the draft, can we expect the same kind of strategy from you guys with the running backs, or do you have something up your sleeve, something different? Will this happen early on in the draft or late or mid? You'll, you'll know we're in the first 15 minutes. Oh, goodness. Wow. wow. How about it? Jeff, that's what I like right there. Yeah. That's what I like. Okay. Suspense. I like that. Okay. Hey, Jeff. 
Matt Suggs here. Uh, if you guys win the league, what jersey are you going to take and sell on eBay? <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. You know, players change teams, and some rookies uh, could be, you know, more impressive than not. So I haven't given that much thought yet. But uh, try not to put the cart before the horse when you get uh, tough competition. That was a disappointing answer. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff, uh, I know we talked a little bit at Camel Ball, but uh, I want you to tell everybody um, about the holiday that takes place close to the draft that you uh, – and tell us what, what you pick over over this uh, said holiday or special occasion. Oh, yeah. This is my wife's my birthday every year. <laughs> I'm, I'm the second. So we just kind of say, um, how about we switch? You can have July 19th. You give me September. Oh, there you <laughs> go. This is, I like it. The amount of dedication. Yes. His wife's birthday falls within the draft day. But she she's going to July, so. But, uh, hey, Jeff, we're glad that's you. Uh, that's probably some reason for the celestial attraction there. You know, I was just gravitating towards someone who was associated with that time period. I like it. Hey, uh, we're glad you uh, got the ice cream maker fixed, uh, the replacement piece off of eBay. I know everybody's looking forward to it at the draft, and we will see you soon at the the draft on September 3rd. That sounds good. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. All right. So that was Jeff Gall. What did you guys think about that interview right there with Jeff? Uh, Every time Jeff speaks, I think about ice cream. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything he said except for ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Right. So that is a that is a nice point in the draft. The yeah. halftime, the mashed potato ice yeah, cream. Yeah, go get some ice cream. Yeah. Yep, yeah. always yeah. good. I appreciate he, uh, Jeff for that. His um, eBay story about fantasy football draft guides blew my mind. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I would love to know. Maybe I wouldn't. Uh, the connection between the nephew and the fantasy football guide, like. Who is this nephew? Can we get him here? Yeah. He, I could probably use him on my team. Right. He's getting a, a fantasy football guide in May. Yeah, so. I know. And you notice how, like, he kind of sidestepped the question about what kind of magazine, like, the he uh, kind of... One of three. He danced around that really quickly. He gave us three options to confuse us. Mm. And um, so I like that. It's a good little... Good little play there, by strategy. A little strategy. Strategy. I, I wonder if uh, you know, Mister Fantasy Football Guide guy that that gets this all done and and prints it out every year is like, here comes Jeff Gall ready right. to order the first one. Yeah, bring it hot off the press. I didn't even. Here. I just yeah, I had no idea it was eBay, but I should have known. Well, thanks Jeff for being a part of our podcast today, and uh, congratulations to Jeff Gall's nephew, who is the only nephew in the entire United States that gets a Father's Day gift. Yeah. So congratulations awesome. yeah. to shout out to that guy. Yeah, you unless his nephew is a father, which he Possibly. didn't. He didn't bring that up. I was picturing like an eight year old kid. That's true. You know, with That's a, a Derrick Henry poster yeah. in his bedroom. Maybe next time when we uh, interview him and and Rob, we can clear the air on that. Yeah, uh, Collins, you brought up the win percentage, which I thought was interesting. Um, definitely taking a, a quick jab at H and F, who I would have assumed had the highest right. win percentage <laughs> in the league. Um, so I'm interested now. I want to hear um, all of the win percentages. Let's. Uh, you want to go from 14 to one? Yeah, well, let's uh, do it. We'll uh, we'll work our way up here. Did a little analytic study of some win percentages across the league and like came it. up with a list. Actually, we do have one tie, so we're going to start in 13th place. All right. Oh wow. Um, in 13th place with a oh, this is your lifetime of Yahoo fantasy football win percentage. Okay, so here we go. In 13th place. Isaiah forty thirty one 
with a 32.7 win percentage. Shocking. Okay. Jordan okay. Wannison. Yeah. All right. All right. In 12th place with a 40%, clean, even 40% win percentage, the Allman Brothers. Ooh. Allman Brothers. All right. And still not shocked. Place. Yeah. In 11th place, 42.8%, Ryan Risher. Oh. Dragon right. Energy. I feel like he's brought that percentage up the last couple of years. 42.8. I feel like Rich always has a decent team and then gets decimated by injuries. Yeah. 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 In 10th place with a 46.6. So we've jumped a little from Rich. 46.6 win percentage in 10th place. The West Coast Wombats. All right. So hovering around mediocrity is what we like to do around <laughs> the West Coast Wombats. In 9th place, we have a tie for 9th. This is unfortunate. Uh, for me personally, oh, no. <laughs> we have a tie between the East Coast Wombats yep. and the Suggs football team at, oh. at 49%. Oh, wow. And wow. even 49% in ninth place. So would you, would you rather be one spot behind Ross or associated with Ross? Can I choose ahead of Ross? Yeah. No, I'm tied. Uh, I'm tied. You're so you're tied. Oh, I, would, yeah. I would probably personally rather be associated with Ross and then beat him this year and take over the crowd. I like it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that was ninth place with a 49% win percentage, East Coast Wombats and Sucks football team. In eighth place, we have 52.1, so we're just getting over the halfway mark. Um, we have Your Worst Nightmare in eighth place with Kevin yeah, White. Okay. 52.1. In seventh place, we have Jordan Pace, mm. 52.3. Very Jordan. close. And then some rumors of collusion that have been around for years since I've been in here. In sixth place, at 53%. Holding his hand, I'm sure. That's Kemp's crew. Yeah. Yeah. Seven tenths 53%. Seven tenths of a point um, ahead. So, sixth place, Kemp's crew. In they're, fifth place. They're probably texting each other right now. That is so cool. We're so they cool. are. <laughs> in fifth place, just narrowly defeating Jake. In fifth place, Greg with 53.1. Pick and profit. That's right. The pick and profit in fifth place. In fourth place. Now we're getting pretty good here. Uh, we have the big orange bullies in fourth place, 55.2. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold it's on. true. It's true. Big orange bullies, 55.2. Wait, you said, you said your, Yahoo, your Yahoo Fantasy League history, so they probably I, I play cannot. like the... Listen, Wait. They, may have, they may have leagues. Big orange bullies? Don't, I mean, don't hate on the facts, man. Facts are facts. Wow. In third place, 59.6% of the time they win. IDPs. Yeah. Still suck. 59.6. And then the top two teams who we are probably not surprised at. In second place, H&F at 62% win percentage. And then our first place overall leader, 65.6% of the time, Tecmo Power Runners <coughs> takes the dub. He does. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I feel like Jeff Gall probably has 13 fantasy leagues every year. I think Jeff Gall so. deserves it. Buying a, you know, yeah, the man. first magazine in the nation. Come on. Yeah, I mean... Congratulations. Yes. Well deserved. You get no award except for recognition on this. Most shocking there is uh, Big Orange Bullies, though. It is interesting to me that over half of the league has an above 50% win percentage. It is. Good job. You know, I would have assumed lower. Yeah. Maybe maybe because I'm lower. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, congrats to Jeff and Rob, and uh, we'll see what happens this year. West Coast Wombats has motivation this year. I like it. Good analytics there, Matt. I like that. Jump Ross. All right, we're going to wrap it up. With I got three questions for you, then okay. we're going to wrap this thing up. Let's go. And I themed these questions with movie titles. Okay. Um, I don't know why, just because I was driving here like and it. thought about it. Okay. So, 
Um, so I'm going to call the first question the back to the future question. Okay. And it is about the oldest players in the NFL. All right. So the question is, which one of these players will have a bigger impact on our fantasy league this year? And I purposely left off Aaron Rodgers, who's 36, and Tom Brady, who's 43, mm-hmm. because those are softballs. Those okay. are the easy answers. So the first, So here are the four. David Johnson, RB1, Houston, as of right now, I think. And he's only 29 years old. Wow. But it feels like he's been, been around for 10 years. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's like you know, 38 in football age. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown, 33 yeah. years old, Tampa Bay. Matt Ryan, 35 years old, Atlanta. And Ben Roethlisberger, who's 39, um, obviously, for, for Pittsburgh. So yeah. who's going to have the bigger impact in our league this year? Zach. Mm. I would say if he's healthy, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. I think uh, he's got some, still got some decent weapons there, and um, I think they might really throw it, throw it this year. So I'm gonna go with Big Ben. I'm gonna go Matt Ryan with this one. Got a new coach in Arthur Smith who reinvented Ryan Tannehill. A good track record there. Got Calvin Ridley to throw to. No Julio, but I believe um, in the coaching staff in Atlanta, and I think Matt Ryan's gonna have a good year this year. All right. Bonus question: Who's gonna have a better year, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Oh man, fantasy, fantasy wise, I don't know. I think anything could happen in Green Bay. I think I think the safer pick is going to be Tom Brady, just because of the weapons he's got around him and the uncertainty of the mess in Green Bay. I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna be so angry at Green Bay. He he's is. gonna do fantastic. He is, and then man. leave like he's dumping a girlfriend. Yeah, in week six, he's just gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. not gonna help his fantasy. Yeah, status, but. Um, <laughs> All right, next one is, um, and this was probably the easiest one. Yeah. Remember the Titans. Which player will have the biggest fantasy impact in our league this year? Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill, or AJ Brown? You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be on record for saying this: that Julio Jones is gonna lead the team in touchdowns this year. I know he didn't catch any last year with uh, with the Falcons, or hardly ever with the Falcons, but uh, this year, this is it for Julio. He's gonna he's gonna catch some touchdowns. I feel like that's an upset pick. I'm going to go with Anthony Ferkser, tied in. He's not on my list. Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. Um, we'll go with Derrick Henry. I feel like Derrick is a, a pretty safe bet here. It's a friend of yours. A friend of mine. The West Coast one. Uh, Derrick and I have been together for a couple of years, actually. Yes, yep. uh, didn't get him last year, really wanted to. Got picked in pick four. We were pick five, or he would have been the choice. Yeah. A fun fact about West Coast. But I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. I think he's going to go above, above. 15 touchdowns overall. Ooh, wow. I like it. Yeah. Do Don't you bit. think he gets picked in the top three picks this year? Derrick Henry in yes. the top three? Derrick Henry. Who's draft? Who's number three? I can't That's remember. That's me. Who's... I'm number three. Oh. So. Last well, year, you tell us because you last picked year Derrick he went Henry. Fourth. He went four last year, I believe, to Jordan. Is that right? He went fourth, I know, because we were picked five. I don't – let me just uh, say this. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's all. I mean, yeah. I just know he went fourth. Yeah. So – I think Greg's going to take. I don't know what Greg's going to do, but Kyle I think, Rudolph. I think he's going to take Dalvin Cook. Uh, it's going oh, to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. And you. so you're going to have a choice yeah. at Derrick Henry at three. So okay. what do you say, Suggs? Derrick Henry at three or no? Um, I say that I'm going to let Jeff and Rob um, dictate my big surprise. Apparently, in the first 15 minutes. So wait. So you're not pick three? Yeah, I am. Oh, but, but apparently they're doing something surprising. Oh. So I'm going to. Do something surprising, too. I don't know what okay. it's going to be. All right. I, like I really it. have no idea who I'm going to draft for okay. three. I don't even know why I chose pick three, but that's how I handle fantasy football. So, 
Uh, and the last one, I could not think of a movie title, so I need the, what do you think is the best movie about a comeback? Somebody who got hurt, down on their luck, came back, did something great. I was thinking the Rocky movies, you know, Rocky Four. He goes into the mountains, retrains, comes back to beat Yvonne Drago. Um, I always just think of Michael Jordan and the flu game, you know, come, coming back. Or when he came back from retirement and then beat the uh, the yeah, Sonics, you know. That's not a movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We can make it one. Yeah, I like that, yeah. 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 The Last Dance. About Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Rookie yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kid, kid loses his arm. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know if it's a comeback. Yeah, I like it's, it. It's, well, yeah, he went there. <laughs> Un- unless it's the uh, the Gary Busey, the old guy pitcher who has one last shot. Yeah. Angels, yeah. angels in the outfield. Anybody? Little comeback. That's good. Yeah, needed, needed some angels. They were terrible. They got better. I like. It. I don't know. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. Um, there's also a movie called The Comebacks that was directed by a guy named Tom Brady. Wow. So anyway, what, what hasn't he done? Right. The question is, which one of these players will have the biggest comeback this year? Saquon Barkley, ACL tear, missed 14 games. Dak Prescott, compound ankle fracture that was ugly, mm-hmm. missed 11 games. Or Christian McCaffrey, uh, his says high ankle slash shoulder slash quad, missed 13 games. Yeah. So who will have the biggest comeback this year? I think like the I kind of want to pick Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but I feel like Dak's going to win it, comeback player of the year. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Zach on this one. I think Dak's going to win it. He's got weapons all around him, uh, CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Zeke's still in the backfield. He's not as good as he was, but he's still pretty good. So I feel like Dak is probably in line to be the best of those three. So the Dallas Cowboys are on hard knocks this year. Yeah. The first episode aired yesterday. It did. And... Apparently, I didn't watch it, but apparently the one of the big themes of the episode was the coach limiting Dak's practice time. And Dak was really mad about it because mm. he wanted to be on the field. Yeah. Uh, which apparently probably turned out to be the right call by the coach because Dak it has a sore shoulder or something like his throwing arms. Huh. I don't know. So um, I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. I think, I think all the contract stuff he's gone through, bouncing back and forth, Dallas is a weird place, so I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. I like it. And I'm rooting for our fantasy football league. Yep. And I'm rooting for us to make it to week three of this podcast. I'm rooting for mm. you. I'm rooting for you guys to get air conditioning back because it's hot. It's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. Sauna. Yes. Sweat it out. Yeah. And I'm rooting for Ross and Lacey Garrison as Ross takes home a new baby and tries to That's sleep right. We're pulling for you, Griff. <laughs> yeah. Griff, you can hear me. <laughs> It's going to be okay. Did you say, okay. Griff, you can hear me? Or if, if, if you, if you can hear me, yeah. Griff. Oh. Lacey, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, step up, baby. Yep. All right. Time That's to shine, it. Reed. That's it. Let's uh, let's get out of this hot box. Let's get out of here. Yep. All right. We All right. will see you next week. All right. Here we go.